What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, January 25th. There is a showdown in the Lone Star State between Governor Greg Abbott and President Joe Biden, a battle over the border. Plus, Carrie Lake is bribed to not run for U.S. Senate, forcing a GOP chairman to resign. Renowned radio host Ken Matthews and founder of the Reawakened Tour, Clay Clark, join me on the podcast today. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lay Show. The future is family. All right. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I've got a great broadcast for you guys today. If you're watching live here on Rumble, get down there, hit the share button. Let's get as many people in here as possible. And don't forget to follow the channel here on Rumble and hit the like button. Get involved in the live chat. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here. I think the two top stories is what I'll hit you with. i got a couple of great guests to bring you as well today. And listen, if you missed out on my last episode here on Tuesday, I had three guests, one of them being Victor Avila, who is running for Congress in Eagle Pass, the District 23 of Texas. And that is the hot spot. So flip it back and take a listen to my interview with Victor, uh, some great points that he made during that interview. Uh, today, right now, there is a battle going on, a, a showdown, right? Oh, this is a this could explode into something much bigger, and, and it's developing by the minute here. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott has defied this Supreme Court order here, this uh, five to four ruling that he has to remove the the razor wire down at the southern border. Now, he put out a statement, and I'm going to put a piece of this up on the board here for you guys to read it. He is continuing to add razor wire to the border right now, and uh, here it is, and I'll just read a piece of this. This is Greg Abbott's statement on this. President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. And then I skip down here. By wasting taxpayers' dollars to tear open Texas border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border. President, under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 mil, million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. He goes on to say, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. Then he says there at at the last piece here, he says the failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article four, section Article four, section four has triggered Article one, section 10, clause three, which reserves to this state the right to self-defense. So Governor Greg Abbott has dug his heels in. And right now you're hearing from all these different liberal uh, Democrat governors encouraging Joe Biden to go down there and force the border open. Joe Biden is in a, is in one of the worst positions I think any president could possibly be in. He's somebody that wants the border open. He has sued to open the border to make sure that they can't close it. The the Texas uh, the, the Texas government. They want to, he wants to make sure that the border remains open. How is this going to look for Joe Biden during an election year that he is going to be sending military troops down there to bust the border open and allow the flow of illegal immigrants to come in. This guy is committing treason if he does that. So I don't see how he works his way out of it. Either he allows Governor Abbott to continue to secure the border and really show everybody what it's like to actually close this border down and seal it up. Enough is enough. And might I add, every governor that's encouraging Joe Biden to to send military down there to open the border— They should be the first ones where the migrants are sent right to their state. That's where they got to go. 
I think if you took a vote on this, there is no way that more Americans want to see illegals be pouring into the country here. Uh, I think most of the people are siding with Texas, even in these Democrat cities. We've seen them in Chicago rise up, New York City. The people that are living in these communities that are being flooded with illegal aliens are sick and tired of it. There's no way they would side with President Joe Biden on this. They'd be like, are you crazy? This guy's sending the military down there to open the border? No way. Uh, I stand with Texas. I know so many people right around the country here are standing with Texas and they are holding the line right now. And this is going to this could has the potential here to blow up into something much, much bigger, depending on what President Joe Biden does. And this thing is going to continue to grow. And I'm going to talk about this today, along with the other story that was a, a big one here was the Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake. This this GOP chairman, Jeff DeWitt, is caught on on audio telling her not to run for the U.S. Senate, trying to tell her about this bribe that's coming from back east. I'm going to play a little clip of the audio. It's a, it's probably like a five or six minute clip, but I want to play just the important part for you guys to listen. So here it is. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want to stay out for two years. <laughs> what? Let me tell you what I can offer you. What? Um, I said you can do whatever you want. It's talking head, isn't it? So the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, has to stick us. Was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her, to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. And that's why I love Carrie Lake. She cannot be bought. There's no doubt about that. Carrie Lake is a, a patriot, true and true, and she is standing up for President Donald Trump. She's standing up for this country. Uh, if you, I had did an interview with Carrie Lake right here on the Alec Lay Show a few months back. Uh, also had a chance to meet her down at Mar-a-Lago. So I'm going to talk about these two stories a lot more here with uh, uh, Ken Matthews. Ken Matthews back in 2022 was ranked number 70 out of 100 of the most important talk radio show hosts in America by Talkers Magazine. From 2017 to 2021, he was the guest host for the great, late, legendary Rush Limbaugh. So he used to fill in for Rush for a number of years down there. He actually uh, did the last two shows uh, of the Rush Limbaugh show. He Now you can find him on the Ken Matthews Report. I'm going to put the link to Ken Matthews down there below. But we're going to get into so much of this stuff right now. And, um, and right after that, after I am done speaking with Ken Matthews, I'm going to have Clay Clark, the founder of the Re- Reawakened Tour, join me here on the podcast. So stay tuned. Much more to come. Let's bring Ken in here now. All right. Joining me now, Ken Matthews. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Thank you for having me on. I've been following you for a while, and uh, I have to get one of those fancy backdrops because that looks awesome. Did yeah, I got to get you, I gotta get you on the board now. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I'd be honored. I, I try to rotate it in and out as best I can. As guests come in, I try to update it, rotate it so it ain't the same all the time. Cool, cool. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, it's an honor to have you here. A lot going on, obviously, with the with the election race and all that. But I wanted to hit on and get your take on this whole thing with Carrie Lake. Because this video or this audio thing really blew up and went viral. Yes. And it's, it's about this Arizona GOP chairman, Jeff mm-hmm. DeWitt. Uh, talking about blackmailing or, or just really basically, uh, you know, trying to uh, bribe her not to run as a senator in Arizona. And uh, it, it's why we kind of always know this goes on. But to hear it actually yeah. going down was pretty surprising. What, what was your read on that? Well, the the initial release was five minutes. And I, I'm trying to figure out who had the I'm trying to figure out if if it was the GOP uh, Arizona state director or uh Carrie that was recording it because I I love the fact she's she's actually eating during it and it made me like her more because I could hear her chewing so she's like so what what do they expect me to do you know but the guy if it, it pre- almost can it, it almost can seem like a project project veritas setup the way the audio yes, sounded yeah and he really had the it had the mannerisms of a mob to me cuz he used the term you know the people in on the East Coast, they think, and I'm like, oh my God, it's a mob thing. You break it down, it's five minutes, you break it down into a minute at a time, and it pretty much reflects everything that's going wrong in politics, especially in establishment Republican politics. And the fact that uh, she said, you know, I am effing running, the only way you're going to stop me is if you kill me. And you could see he was kind of, 
You could hear he was taken aback. Um, and she said that twice. And then she said, why would you want to take me out for a bunch of globalists? And why do you want to destroy Trump? Because he's better for the country. And that's when he went into what we all despise as truth tellers. Well, you got to understand how it works. You know, sometimes you got to step back and, you know, and she said, but they stole our election. And he goes, well, you know, this gives us a break. We can move forward. She said, but what are you going to do about the stolen election? It was it was great. I'm going to watch it over and over. I may have popcorn later. Yeah, it, it was eye-opening to hear. Now, just like you said, it almost reminded me of Casino, where uh, yeah. Joe Pesci's like, yeah, the guy's back east. You know, they had a problem with this. And that's how it really sounded. And, uh, you know, Carrie Lake is a warrior. I, I, I had her on the show here. I met her at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, she's a fighter, and I, I love to see her in the Senate. And, I, of course, and I'll get to your, uh, you know, Trump's VP picks later, but I, she would be definitely a candidate. But she she's definitely a fighter. And it's, it's kind of, I assume, Ken, every time I leave my house, whoever I talk to, I always kind of assume at this point that I'm being recorded or I'm being I'm on video. Yes. That's the way you kind of have to go about yeah. this. You got to watch what you're saying. It's certainly, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, I've been following because I was in pop music for about 25 years before I got into talk. So this whole this whole uh, controversy with rap music and Steve Harvey and P. Diddy and Cat Williams and the comedians and the producers and the record companies and the networks, it's all just coming out. And I was kind of reminded that you really, if you're a bad person, you should just give up now because you're going to be somewhere. You're going to be somewhere. You're going to be walking into a building, massage parlor in a parking lot. Someone's going to throw you under the bus with a hotel cam. But you, I mean, we should all be on our best behavior. <laughs> Right. It's almost keep, it's like a moral code, the eye in the sky. Like you expect it when you go into a casino, but now the eye in the sky is everywhere you go the minute you walk out your door, which is a good, which could be a good thing and could be a, a horrible thing. But it, if it can help expose these people that are destroying our country, yes. uh, this is the problem with the Patriot Act, right? I mean, this is the issue we ran into because the yep. Patriot Act, oh, it sounds good. We're going to catch these terrorists. We're going to listen to their conversations. Oh, by the way, we're going to be listening to all your conversations too. And it's like, you can't have one without the other. And that's the problem with this type of world that we live in where you're on TV or you're on a recording 24 7 well if you look at the patriot act which has gotten worse it's evolved worse from bush and then and uh you know trump trump even extended it but uh obama ramped it up and if good people were behind that in other words if we had a doj we could trust with a fisa warrant if we had an fbi we could trust these things would function properly but we have an fbi that i think has been captured by the left so they they serve and protect their masters. That's why, you know, Biden's walking around for free and and President Donald Trump has 91 indictments and he's kicking it on the campaign trail. He's he's just plowing through. Yeah, they're trying to pull him off of every ballot. I know Hawaii now put in a thing. They want to remove him, and they're doing everything they can to throw at this guy because they know uh, – I, I, I don't even think you have to be a, a MAGA person or a Republican or a lifelong conservative to want to vote for Trump. You just have yep. to be a grocery shopper. I mean, you just have to be a parent with a kid in school. That's really all it's going to take. Yep. And, and I, I'll get your take on the primaries here. Obviously, uh, two primaries down, uh, two primaries up, two records set by Trump in Iowa – he yep. had the uh, largest margin of victory ever. And then in New Hampshire, he had the most votes ever. So it's two, two, two for two, this guy. And he's the Trump train is just going full steam ahead right now. And I don't understand why in the world Nikki Haley is still staying in there. Obviously, there's some special interest groups that are keeping her in there. But yeah. it, it, this thing is over. Well, the problem is we were talking about this on a, uh, on a show of mine earlier this week, that consultants and advisors destroy candidates. And because you can, if you're a consultant, you can make a lot of money off a loser or a winner. You can make a lot of money off someone that loves this country or doesn't. Consultants know that, you know, and they're kind of the prostitutes of the industry. Not all of them. Not all lawyers are prostitutes. I mean, there's seven of them that are decent <laughs> in the country. But uh, I think, I think she's foolish to stay on. If I were her, I would have dropped out last night she didn't have to be up on the stage with Vivek and Tim Scott, but she certainly could have said, you know, for the good of the country, I don't want to spend any more of my donors' money. It looks like Trump has the momentum. I'm going to support him because I'd much rather have him over Biden. But no, I do think she has an ego. 
I think she's owned by big corporations and she's going to go down to South Carolina and be embarrassed. It's going to be like an Al Gore situation where her own state rejects her. But yeah. the consultants will get paid another month. Yeah, they'll keep the money tree going. It has to be something yeah. to it. And it just seems like, uh, you know, she's in there uh, for anything other than to win the actual election. There's zero shot that she wins this yeah. thing. So she's not in there not to at do this that. Point. Yeah, and most, no, not I, at think, all. I think historically, Alec, uh, every person that's won uh, Iowa and New Hampshire with that margin or more has won the presidency. Now, next up is uh, Nevada caucus and then South Carolina. And it was funny to hear the, the news networks last night trying to to put a little Band-Aid on Joe Biden's gaping political head wound. They were just trying to just apply pressure. You know, it went well for Joe last night. He won New Hampshire because he was the only person there for the most part, for the most part. And his competitor, I forget the guy that's there's one Democrat left, I think. Dean, somebody. Have you have yeah. you had? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I know who you're talking about, though. So he goes on CNN and they think that he's going to be, you know, part of the program. And he says, I think that uh, if Joe Biden doesn't show his face more, he should get out. And he also said, I think Nikki could get out. And the and the poor uh, Muppets on CNN were like, what? Why are you talking the truth? You know better. You got to listen. It's a very difficult time for CNN, MSNBC, because they know that they're not telling the truth. They know they're lying, but it's getting harder and harder to try to put, yep. you know, masking tape on what they're what's going on in the country right now. It's got to be a difficult position to get in there every night and talk up Joe Biden and what's going on in the country when people can actually see it for themselves. Uh, so there's no doubt about that. What's your take? At, now, what's interesting about Vivek Ramaswamy is that. The, the conservatives, the Trump supporters uh, have kind of not really known how to put where to put Vivek. Do we trust them? Do we not trust them? They've kind of gone back and forth as I've been watching on Twitter over the last year. Uh, I, I had Vivek on, on First Class Fatherhood right when he first announced his campaign and he brought me out to his campaign headquarters. I was like one of the first two guests on his show when he started a podcast. And wow. I was so impressed with that guy. Yes. I was like, I was like, this guy's going to, he's going to make a name for himself. I was very impressed. I was telling everybody and these people didn't even know who I was talking about. Yep. And he brought, even at the first CPAC, he didn't get why he didn't even show up on the straw poll, didn't get one vote. Yep. And so all of a sudden, Man, did he ever explode? And now he's in a position now to get a a, a spot in the Trump campaign uh, in in the Trump cabinet, or maybe even a VP. What's your what, what's your take on Vivek? Well, uh, right off the bat, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I do think he's too young for VP, and I think he needs more uh, time in the game to prove his loyalty to Trump. And I don't think there's been enough time yet for that. I think he would be great in the cabinet somewhere because the guy's a genius. He's, I think, 30 or 31, right? I think he's about yeah, I think he's older than that. I think he's like 36 yeah. or so, Is he? maybe. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a guy that knows business. He He's passionate about the country. That's what I see. I see a guy that's a brilliant communicator. In fact, last night, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Trump even said, we, we, can't, we can't end this evening without letting Vivek speak. So he brought Vivek up, and Vivek just, like, killed in 90 seconds. And... Um, I would love to see him in the administration and kind of uh, get more seasoned in how effed up D.C. is, because I think every businessman gets to D.C., just like Trump, just like when civilians visit. And they think it works like the Constitution says, but it doesn't. <laughs> and you get there and you go, my gosh, this is just a bunch of these are pimps and whores. What's happening? Right. Yeah, that, that's a he should learn that. And then he would be almost 40. And then you pair him up on a ticket in, in 28. But I think he's a little young, and I hate using the term unknown because I'm not big on the whole popularity thing. Now, if you, I have a couple other picks. I think, uh, I think uh, Elise Stefanik would be, I think she's very palatable. I wish Ben Carson wasn't 72, but I love Ben Carson. I had the honor of meeting him, and he is just super duper cool. And what a cool partnership to have, you know, the very bombastic Donald Trump in your face. And then Ben Carson would be like Yoda, you know, yeah. but I, I wonder if he's too old because I I, 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 I I love Ben. Dr. Yeah. Carson is awesome. I, I've done several yeah. interviews with him, met him at the White House. I, I think he's yeah. 
he's a great. The, oh, Isn't he's he a, a great, wonderful person? So great. The only issue, I'm not issue, but it's, you know, he's not the most, um, uh, like Vivek is kind of like a, a hustler in your face. He's a high energy. He's oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Dr. Carson is very well spoken. Uh, you know, he's very much low key, like his energy is not as high yeah. as a Vivek. And that may balance well with Trump uh, uh, to go along with. Uh, but but I, I, would, you, I, I would love to see him pick uh, Dr. Carson. Uh, yeah. Dr. Carson, 72. Uh, Stefanik will be 40 this year. Um, I think, you know, there's been all this stuff thrown around about Tucker and this. And I think Tucker serves a great role where he is. I mean, sometimes and Republicans do it and Democrats do it. They get excited. Someone's really popular. They seem like a nice, honest person. And we go, make him president. No, you know, right. make him the VP. No, no. Let him stay in his lane because he's got 100 million people that he could share the truth with, you know. Yeah, good point. I, I I do like Tucker. I would love to see it if he was the VP, just because of the uh, uh, the interviews would be phenomenal. But I, I do like him where he is. He's really crushing it. He just started his own network, so I don't see him kind of pivoting from that at this moment. It, it would be like a, a little bit of a dream team to see that, just to see them on, uh, out up there together. But I don't, yeah. I don't think he will pick uh, Tucker. Uh, I, I like Byron Donalds. I just don't think he will pick somebody from Florida, because I think there's some kind of stipulation there. I don't know what it is, but having two guys from the same state, I, I think somewhere where I read that that could be an issue there. So I don't know necessarily he goes with Byron Donalds, but I, know I think Christine, you're correct on that Florida thing. Yeah, I, think, I think there's I'm not yeah. exactly sure what it is, but there's something to do with the fact that both of them would be. Yeah. And then they were saying maybe Trump could register in New York. Uh, no, that would be a mistake, there, but he wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. I don't think he should start shuffling paper. He doesn't need to. Okay. Speaking of that, the guy that was uh, suing him, the guy that, uh, of, you know, all those lawsuits that were going around to get him off the ballot. That was this, uh, weenie in uh california okay same guy one guy 35 lawsuits he just got arrested yeah i see i did see that. see that yeah but i remember when this first came out and my friends were telling me because some of them sadly watch mainstream media so they really shouldn't be operating power tools or be around <laughs> anything sharp because they just watch the mainstream what about all those people suing trump i said if you do your research you'll find out it's about three or four people yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah. just trying. They're, and they're all, all corrupt. Be, yeah, they want to be a fly in the ointment, so people like you know uh, uh, the girls on the View, or you know Joe Joe Scarborough and his husband Mika. They can say in the morning, you know, look at how many lawsuits he's never going to get elected. He's already breaking records. That's what he does. Yeah, now, Jack, be, yeah. Jack Smith, uh, possibly unconstitutionally appointed. Fanny Willis, yeah. uh, everybody's had a visit in her bed. So it's like all these people are all corrupt. <laughs> and uh, and these are the ones that are that are trying to take down the champ, you know. So another name they float around, I too, too I hear, is uh, uh, Christy Nome. Is another name that you hear no. floated around. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't see that happening. What was the other one? I was, uh, I, I, you know, somebody else said, I would love to see Jim Jordan, but I don't even hear his name really being mentioned. I would love to see him uh, pick somebody like Jim Jordan to get in there. What's your take on that? I think Jim Jordan's another one. I think the fact that he is um, on any former chairperson, but he's on the Freedom Caucus, along with uh, Scott Perry there over your right, right. shoulder. Awesome dudes. Um, I think they're in the perfect place. They they are you know, I, I don't like to use military analogies because I never had the honor of serving. So but I do say that, you know, you've got commanders, you've got lieutenants, you've got people that are engaging and and that see the battle from high up and on the ground. And you look at people like Scott, uh, Scott Perry, Carrie Lake, uh, Jim Jordan, Louis Gohmert. Those people are they're they're ground fighters. I want them where they are. I want them in the district. I want them, you know, working with the Freedom Caucus. So I, I know one of the other names, too, was uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but I know she just became governor. I don't know if she'd want to give that up right away. But what would you what would you think about Sarah Huckabee? Sanders? I would rather have again, I'd rather have her get seasoned in the governor's slot personally. But I do like the idea of a woman. I do. I do think if you could get a conservative woman paired up with Trump, the thing about Car uh, Carrie Lake is I, I think she'd be very valuable in the Senate. If you look at if you look at things, everything from uh, health care to the military, uh, we need stronger people. We need more Trump type people in the ranks, not just at the command center.
You know, yeah, and obviously this was one of the biggest issues for Trump last time in was the people in the cabinet. You had so many people in there to undermine yeah. him. I was just just talking to Eric Trump about this last week and how all of a sudden, you know, you had a press secretary like Stephanie Grisham who comes out and writes a book of shade, didn't even vote for the guy. So yeah. the vetting process this time around, there were some guys that should have stayed in there like Steve Bannon, uh, General Flynn, obviously. So hopefully this time around, I know obviously Trump's learned a lot of lessons from this and I expect mm-hmm. him to come in and the vetting process is going to be a lot tighter but if you had to put your money on it then right now who would you say if you had to go to the window and put your put your two dollar bet who would you say he picks you sound like a guy from jersey you're definitely from jersey <laughs> if you had to go to the window right now and put your two dollar i'm from jersey too people so i'm not picking on them um wow i'm gonna i'm my fingers crossed either for elise or ben i would split it i would split okay it. But, i'm happy um, with either one yeah, I would I would be happy with either either one. Now, it, there's another rumor going around. JD Vance. Okay. Now, I haven't heard I haven't heard his name in, in in the pool. Okay, he's he's a green senator, fresh, you know, freshman senator, uh 40 years old, marine veteran, was in the Marines for 4 years. Um and he wrote the book Hillbilly Elegy. Do you remember reading that? Are you familiar with that? No, no I didn't read it. Phenom- it's a phenomenal book. He grew up in Ohio and he wrote about how when we went global and uh, we started to do all these progressive Democrat policies, people lost manufacturing and all this other stuff and et cetera. And for some reason, because he supports Trump, he's caught a lot of people's attention. I've heard his name in the rumor mill. So- He's I do a- like J.D. Vance. I, I got to get him on the show here, too, now that I think of it. But uh, I do like his I just Like I said, I haven't heard his name floating around there. I've heard all these other names, but not him. So yeah. I, I would like that. I'd vote for that ticket. There's no doubt about it. So, oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see. I know he's going to drag it out. He may do some kind of special, uh, you know, almost like a when the NFL players declare or the college oh, yeah. school kids declare <laughs> where they're going. He'll, he'll probably pull something out of it. Maybe oh, yeah. get one of those then, NFT cards and release it as an NFT or something, you know. He'll come up with some kind of creative campaign. Oh, he's a genius, it. Alec. He's a yeah. genius. He'll come, there'll be shirts. There'll be hats. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. there'll be swag. Oh, yeah. There's definitely yep. going to be more swag with Trump 47. Yeah, he could piss a lot of people off. He takes Mike Lindell, you know, bring Mike in there and say, hey, I'm going with, we're going to sell pillows, you know. We're going to oh, make the my White House gosh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Promo code fatherhood will save you up to 66%. <laughs> but all right, let me get your take on this. Right now, there's a convoy of truckers that are headed to the border and they're, they're, they're headed for Eagle Pass. Yep, there we go. They're, they're headed for Eagle Pass. Tucson, Arizona, San Diego. This thing is going to be explosive, I think, for February 3rd. Now, I was somebody that said just just the other day, I was saying, I don't know what to do about the border. I'm one of these guys that say, uh, close the border, close the border. But I don't know how that would look. The only thing I I always said was the way that these pro-Hamas protesters blocked the Brooklyn Bridge. We need a wall of patriots down there to block it. It looks like that's what's about to happen here. Yeah, this is a they're starting from three points. Now, none of them are up in our neck of the woods. As 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 a friend of mine says, none of them are coming from the 13 original colonies that we know of, but they are they're moving from California. I think that I forget, but there's three points converging on the border. I think it's great. I think any time truckers do anything, it's big because I've been told this since I was a little kid. And my dad was even though my dad was a non-union guy and a blue collar guy like my mom. Well, she's actually a biological woman. She's a blue collar woman. She wasn't a blue collar guy. Um, they said when the trucks stop, the country stops. My dad used to say that all the time because I grew up. I was in high school in the 70s and he was starting a small business under Jimmy Carter. And uh, I remember him saying, man, if we could just get the truckers to shut down for one day, we would have their attention. That's what my dad would say all the time. When the truckers stop, if we just if they just all stopped. And, and he used to point around the room and say, take a look around the room. Everything you see got here by a truck. Even if it started on a ship or a plane. With no trucks, you got nothing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't become a trucker, but still. 
Hey, we see what they did in Canada, and then all yes. of a sudden they, they started uh, taking bank accounts. They took their money away from them. I mean, they, they really yes. went at them. But they, they, they're going to make a powerful statement down there, and I love it. And I love the fact that they're still putting up the barbed wire despite the fact that the Supreme Court uh, yes. says that they have to take it down. The Supreme Court said they have to take it down. They didn't say anything about not putting it up. So they're, they're continuing to put it up. Maybe that's how they're trying to get around the legalese. Or – or that's a good point, Alex, since it's round and it's concertina wire, you know, it's that round unraveled stuff. Instead of taking it down, just kind of push it over a little. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some way to. Come. It's not like sure. it's on. A, it's not on a fence. Yeah, I'm sure some lawyer came up with some way to say. One of the seven lawyers that you were talking about there came up with a way to say, <laughs> "Hey, yeah, we we can circumvent this and we'll get around it a little bit." So seven good uh, ones. But- yeah, I, I hope to God that we could do something, because obviously it's the number one issue right now in the political realm is the border. It's it's just a nightmare. And it seems like everyone talks about it. Nobody died. I was so disappointed with the House with Speaker McCa- uh, Speaker uh, Johnson oh, yeah, voting for the continuing resolution. It's like you they have should vote right them out. There. They should get yeah, rid of them. I, I agree. Like McCarthy. And I that's agree. how it should I, I would be. Love to, I would love to see Jim Jordan be the speaker. I think it's time oh, yeah. for him. Uh, and let's just go. I mean, that, he seems to be the guy to do Board. it. I know he's in a good spot where he is, but I'd love to yeah. see him be speaker. Now, for example, if if uh, Scott Perry were speaker, same thing. Of course, that uh, just saying that probably just triggered rhinos. They probably just, you know, they're freaking out now. But we need someone that says and understands, as you were saying, not only is it the biggest issue, but logistically, it's our biggest problem. We don't move forward as a country as long as we have a continuing invasion of our country. We're under attack. It's by definition an invasion. As long as we're letting in three to five million people a year and giving them stuff and not backgrounding them, what are we even doing wasting time with building new schools? Yeah. You know, we're yeah, being invaded. Yeah, 100%. And then talking about the schools, that, that last thing I want to talk to you about, I know you got the, the Father's Matter mug. I mean, this is something that uh, I, I've been spending a, a big part of my life on. In fact, in, uh, socially in our country, the number one issue, in my opinion, is the fatherless crisis. We have so many kids that grow up without yes. a father or a father figure in their life, and it's it's destroying our country. So you have the, the father removed, you have God removed, the Heavenly Father from our society, and you have Amen. law enforcement removed from the street. And there's a trifecta that's just crippling our country. But the parents right now, I think, are the ones that are going to decide Side this election in November because no matter no. where you are, I have never spoken to a dad that thinks it's a good idea that you have men in the locker room or in the bathroom with their daughter and they don't want their daughters competing against men in sports. And no matter where you stand politically, if you're a parent, you're not on board with that. I've never met one yet that thinks it's a good idea. Well, that was a great analogy that you had with the trifecta there because uh, I've been pro law enforcement my whole career. And we talk about God all the time on my show, and I know you bring it into your show as well. By the way, congratulations on your fatherhood show. That is just truly amazing, and it really reson- it resonates with me as a dad, but that is such a great reach out. And I love the fact that you're spreading this good image of fathers, and you bring all these other, you bring these different fathers in. Some of them are on your background there, but... Uh, for, for my listeners that haven't seen Alex's show, there's celebrities that come in and talk to Ale- Alec about fatherhood. And we don't really we don't give fatherhood enough value because that would do what? It would strengthen the family and the Democrats, globalist, hard leftist. They don't want to strengthen the family. But to answer your question about DEI, which, as you know, is delusion, extortion and insanity. Yeah, that's this absurdity of you can be any pronoun you want. The other thing that is this is something that moved a, a, a Democrat friend of mine over into the conservative camp. And that was uh, her 15 year old was getting counseling from the school nurse about abortion and they didn't bring mom into the conversation. And I, I this woman went from, you know, oh, my God, I'm woke. Put your mask on on the soccer field to that effing you know what talking to my kid about killing their baby. So I I think it is going to be a landslide for conservatism across the country this year. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I think a Republican voter is born just about every time somebody goes to check out at the grocery store. Uh, I think you got a Republican voter born uh, when they go to a school board meeting. I, I think there's so many things right now where you don't have to be. a. And that's the thing. I think they use that language of MAGA extremists. So they make you afraid to say, well, if I vote for Trump, am I a MAGA mm-hmm. extremist? And that's not the case at all. It's just you want to do what's right for your family. And families are getting crushed and they're getting right. stepped on in this country. And so it's got to turn around. Um, but I, I'm running up against the clock myself here. Ken and listen I'd love to have you on first class fatherhood I think we can make that happen that'd be awesome and I do on that show is when I talk to all these celebrities, we are being right. sold a bill of lies about go to chase all these material things in our mm-hmm. lives. And when I bring these guys on that have accomplished these things you dream about, uh, Super Bowl MVPs and uh, multi-million dollar businesses and Academy Awards, they all say that when you get to talk to these people, they say, despite these accomplishments, it's been the having children has given me the greatest fulfillment of my life. And that's the point that I try to get across. With have you set. had have you had Denzel Washington on yet? I've been trying for three, four oh. years to get him yeah I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm in you touch but yeah i'm gonna be i'll definitely be uh one of your new fanboys when he comes on because denzel washington is iconic and he's always talking about god in his life and ethics and morals and he's he's one of a handful of people in hollywood we can actually look at and respect as a man if you saw him out in public yeah, 100%. And his voice his voice is important, especially in the yes. black community. To have somebody like that to look up to is very important. We need many more of that right now. So, uh, Ken Matthews, listen, it's been an honor to have you on here. I got the links to your, all, all, all of your website, the whole bit down there and below. Thank so my you. listeners can tap it and check it out. Um, I'll stay in touch. Love to have you back on. Ken Matthews, thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here on the Alec Lace Show. Thank you, Alec. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Grateful to Ken Matthews for giving me a few minutes of his time here. I got the link to his uh, website, his podcast right down there in the description. Uh, Go check it out. We're going to have Clay Clark, the founder of the Reawaken Tour here in just a second. Uh, First, I was on Fox Business last night on the bottom line. Usually I like to share those segments with you guys, so I'm going to share them with you now. We covered three stories, and the three stories uh, was, was this woman who stabbed her boyfriend 108 times, murdered, butchers this kid, uh, man, and her self-defense, not self-defense, her claim is that she was stoned on marijuana. She had a high cannabis level, so they use that as a defense, and she gets a slap on the wrist, no jail time, and she's right out uh, on the street. Unbelievable story there, but uh, the other one we did, this this lunatic wants to, he's going to remake The Wizard of Oz and It's a Wonderful Life. And of course, they're going to be the woke versions of these two classic films. And the other one was Hillary Clinton tweeting about the Barbie movie getting snubbed at the Oscars. So I'm going to play uh, my, res- my reaction to those three stories from Fox Business, the bottom line last night. If this is what she does smoking weed, I'd hate to see what happens if you gave her an eight ball and a bottle of vodka. She'll take the whole city down. <laughs> now, you see, the other thing is, too, this girl now is out free. She's not going to include this on her Tinder bio. So God help the next guy that takes this girl out on a date. He's going to have no idea what he's walking into. But, yeah, you could smell the marijuana all over the city. We must have a lot of mass murderers out there somewhere. You're into marijuana. That's what you get in this city. I would be Camilla Harris for the witch with that laugh, right? That would be pretty good. But you, Alec. Yeah, you, you know what else, too, is I guess they would call it the Wizard of Woke. And instead of smacking the two ruby slippers, they have two Bud Lights we crash together, something like that. But this movie is going to bomb. So will the remake of It's a Wonderful Life. Is it going to do as bad as Snow Woke and the Seven Non-Binaries? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But give me the classics. Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Cagney, Humphrey Bogart. Stop the nonsense. They did remake. And Hillary's <laughs> dream house was the White House. Donald Trump stuffed her, stopped her from getting there. He did us all a favor and saved us from that nightmare. But... Yeah, uh, Barbie, I don't know. Well, what are they going to do now when a man actually wins the award for Best Actress? That's what I want to see what happens there. But, when but she, does, she doesn't stop bringing up the 2016 election. <laughs> what difference wow. at this point does it make, right? Yeah, it's one of, the, one of these things that I, I, about the remaking of The Wizard of Oz and It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of those things you cringe and it's just they're going to bomb so badly before they even hit the screen. I, I, and this is one of the things I love about technology that we have the opportunity to share so many of the classic, iconic films uh, with our kids. I do it all the time. I'm constantly sharing with my kids uh, the movies that I love to watch. The, and that's what I said on Fox. They're the old Jimmy Cagney, Humphrey Bogart movies. We watch The Three Stooges, The Marx Brothers. Get to show them the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Things that were really made well. Really good quality. The acting is great. The stories are good. Hollywood now, every director has to make a statement. They, they sacrifice story for statement. It's like right now the philosophy in Hollywood is statement over story. 
right? We got to tell, uh, we got to make a statement about whatever their woke agenda is, whether it's race or sexism or whatever it is. That That's more important than the actual story that people want to listen to or watch when they go to see a film or read a book. We're just getting hit over the head with all of the wokeness stuff. Everyone's just sick and tired of it. So they can't seem to make a good film. And no doubt those will be two clunkers coming your way. All right, so let's turn our attention over here. I got Clay Clark now joining me on the podcast. He is the founder of the Reawakened Tour. Uh, he was the he is the host of the Thrive's Time Show, founder of Thrive 15. He's been called the number one business growth coach. All right, so here we go. Let's bring Clay onto the podcast. All right, and joining me now, Clay Clark. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Hey, thank you so much for carving out time for me. I, I, I really wish I was in better spirits today. I try to be positive, but uh, we have a great patriot, uh, Peter Navarro, as you know. We were talking offline as well. This is a guy who authored the the Trump economy. We're talking about you know the lower taxes, the drill baby drill, the deregulation, the negotiations with China. The guy who really spearheaded the creation of this incredible economy that we enjoyed under Trump. He's going to be sentenced here any moment, and uh, with that sentencing, uh, we're talking about a a patriot uh, going to prison for refusing to betray the president of the United States and betraying the trust of the American people. He refused to do that. He refused to uh, comply with a congressional probe. He refused to share about private, intimate issues of national security that he discussed, that he discussed with America's commander-in-chief, President Donald J. Trump. And it really is a travesty. It's sad to see. And, of course, it's going to, you know, right away everyone's going to say, well, wait a second here. Hunter Biden did the exact same thing. So our, you see right now going on Twitter, people are celebrating the fact that uh, Peter Navarro this morning was out in front of the cameras uh, pleading his case, uh, asking for people to donate to his defense fund. So people are hammering him online while at the same time silent on Hunter Biden for doing the exact same crime. So we're seeing two different reactions uh, for the exact same thing here. And I'm not... um um, arguing with you, not trying to be difficult at all. I just want to be very clear. Um, Hunter Biden, we we have proof on a, on a laptop, right, that he has committed, uh, let's say, certain unspeakable, lascivious sexual acts. Um, we have proof of him receiving money um, from countries, uh, from entities that are hostile to these United States. We have a man who's admitted to um, drug use, that copious drug use. We have a man on video camera using said drugs. We have a man who, uh, I mean, there's all, I mean, I go on and on. We could probably spend a whole show just listing off the corruption that we know about. What about what we don't know about? Okay. So it's all documented. And then you have a guy, oh, let's talk, let's talk about it. America's biggest enemy, or some would call it a competitor. I would call it America's biggest enemy. America's biggest threat is China, right? So the guy who negotiated tough with China, that's Peter Navarro. So the biggest uh, roadblock in the way of the Chinese Communist Party overtaking America's economy was who? Peter Navarro. Now, many Republicans, this this is what blows my mind, sir. Uh, Many Republicans, and I know a lot of them, and Alec, I'm sure you've met some really bogus Republicans throughout your lifetime. But uh, a lot of Republicans that I have met, even the most bogus ones, they claim that the economy is what they run on. They try to say stuff like it's the economy, stupid or lower taxes. You know, they, they pander to their crowd, lower taxes, free markets, capitalism. Well, the guy who lowered the taxes, who made gas prices at an all time low, who uh, absolutely fearlessly fought against China and negotiated with them. The guy who made our economy boom. But many people say that the, the reason why they're going to vote for Trump is the economy. Many people say the reason why they like Trump is the economy. His top financial slash economic advisor, that guy, Peter Navarro, is facing sentencing today. So for all your listeners out there, this is something I'm doing for your listeners right now. If they go to givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro, I talked to Peter uh, yesterday. I talked to him but about 45 days ago. I was on the phone with him. And this is before Christmas. And I said, how are you, Chief? I, I talked to him, I would say almost daily. And I said, how are you, Chief? And Peter says, well, I need to raise $950,000. Now, full disclosure, President Trump donated several hundred thousand dollars to help seed his legal defense fund. But he said, I need to raise $950,000 to appeal this thing to the Supreme Court. And I said, do you have the RNC helping you? Are any congressmen? We have a Republican Congress. We have a Republican-controlled Congress. Are they helping you? Are they? Are they? And he said, no. 
So I said, you know what, let's, let's, let's do it. So we created givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro. And right now, if you look at givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro, I'm going to go there right now. And, and this might be old news or new news to somebody, but we're getting copious amounts of $50 donations and $25 donations and a hundred dollar donations from blue, blue collar, hardworking moms and dads, teachers, preachers, pastors, the average American, which I am one and you are as well, we're, these people are coming through. We've raised $773,000 over these past 45 days, and people are stepping up right now. So if you'll go to givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro, and you'll donate anything at all, folks, anything at all, and you'll text me proof of purchase. This isn't some gimmick. This is my cell phone number. So if you'll text me on my cell phone number a proof of donation or a proof of that you've donated, you, you take a screenshot, you text it to me at 918-851-0102, 918-851-0102. If you text me again, that's 918-851-0102. Uh, you're going to be entered in for a chance to win a backstage pass to the Reawaken America Tour in Detroit, Michigan. And we're going to give away that those backstage passes today. We'll be announcing those tonight at 7 p.m. And we have Alina Haba, Trump's attorney, will be there. Uh, Mike Lindell, Jim Brewer, Roseanne, Cash Patel, Eric Trump, Laura Trump, uh, Dr. Tenpenny, Pastor Leon Benjamin, Amanda Grace. I mean, it's going to be a great lineup, Roger Stone. So, again, if you want to meet some of these great American heroes, all you have to do is donate anything. We had a lady today. She donated $5, and she called me, and she I, I interact with everybody as much as I can. And she said, do I still enter for a chance to win? Yeah. She said, well, how does that work? I said, tonight, tune in tonight um, on the Thrive Time Show Rumble channel and Pastor Leon Benjamin, okay, a high-integrity person, he's going to be giving away the backstage pass. And so right now, we are, It's I'm, I'm seeing the donations come in, and I really appreciate bold podcasters like you giving this story the coverage it deserves. Yeah, it's a travesty what's happening, Clay. We obviously know that. We've seen uh, Peter Navarro standing up for President Donald Trump, standing up for the American people. So what they're doing to him uh, really is sending a signal that, that if they could do this to him, they're going to do this to you. And, of course, like I said, we're not seeing that same type of attention being given to Hunter Biden, who denied a subpoena, despite the fact we know all the mounting evidence against Hunter Biden, shows up when he wants to, comes in in court, leaves court, uh, just totally knows that he has uh, no repercussions for his actions. But uh, we're going to circle back to, to Peter Navarro in a second second here but i wanted to get your take now obviously the one of the hottest things if not the hottest thing is what's going on down at the southern border here with governor abbott uh really facing off against joe biden in what could just really pop off any minute as uh you know just an all-out war down there at the border because uh, texas is standing strong many governors oklahoma uh, a lot of different states are, are backing texas and you have a lot of democrats calling on joe biden to basically use the military to go down there to bust the border wide open. And it's going to look, I can't imagine this looking good for Biden. He's in a bad spot for himself because what he's going to be asked to do is to go send the board, the, the military down there to open the border up. And I can't see how anybody could agree with that. Well, you know, I've only met uh, Alec. I, I agree with you. I've only met um, a couple, a handful of border patrol people in my life. I haven't met, you know, dozens of them. I'm just being very blunt. I haven't met, you know, hundreds of them. I'm not a border expert, but I had a chance to talk to one of them at the Reawaken America tour. Okay. And I talked to the guy and I said, what's it like? And he said, well, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, it's a lot like shooting a, like a, it's almost like shooting a BB into the ocean. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, Clay, I've listened to some of your shows where you talk about that analogy often. And it, it that's kind of how I describe it because I can't uh, tell them no. I can't uh, make them not come over the border. I can't arrest them because in the event that I do, then they go to this detention center, right? Where they are then given said papers. They're, they're signed up for all sorts of government benefits. Now they actually are awarded a phone. Oftentimes this is real. These people are given medical benefits. They are given access to the the great medical benefits. They're actually given access to an attorney and then they're celebrated as a champion of some kind. And then they get bust to God knows where. And this is my day. So he says, so I see people come across the border. He says, you'll look sometimes and you're going to see thousands. And I go thousands, like not like, and you know, you think it's a hyperbole or exaggeration. He says, no, 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 you will see thousands of people walking along the border, coming across, walking across the river, 
They know how to get that. It's not complicated. They go across the river. You're going to see them come under. There's, there's this prominent bridge in Texas, and you might see at any given time four or 500 of them hanging out down there, making their way over. I'm going, no way. He's going, yes. And then what I do is I arrest a couple of them, send them to a detention center somewhere. Then at some point, somehow they're celebrated as being a champion. They're given a phone of some kind. They're given legal representation. They're bust off to God knows where. And he says, you know, a lot of these people are not Hispanic. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I mean, I'm just it's like, I'm not a linguist, but you're hearing languages that are not Spanish. And I don't know where they're coming from. But now, again, this is just the guy I met at the tour. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's just a guy. Maybe, you know, this is two and a half years ago. We've been doing these reawakened tour events for three years. So maybe it's just one guy. Well, I talked to another guy at another event. The story's almost the same, but now it's worse. And now we're seeing, you know, uh, Ted Cruz breaking news, going down to the border, drone footage live from the border. We're, now we're hearing about it. But for three years, I've been hearing about it from real American folks. And so I, I, I don't know if I would describe the border as porous. I don't describe I don't know if I describe the Boris as non the border is non-existent. I don't know if I would describe it as an invasion. I don't really know how to describe it at this point. But could you imagine what it would be like to be a border patrol worker today? Do you listen to the federal government? Or the state government? Do you listen to your boss or your boss's boss? I mean, this. imagine you're running a gas station and your boss tells you, moving forward, if anybody steals anything, arrest them or turn them into the police or call the police. You know, imagine you're, you're working at a convenience store and your boss says, if anybody steals a candy bar or anything at all, I want you to call the cops. And then your boss's boss shows up and says, uh, no, we're not going to do that. Just let it happen. This is what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, God bless them guys down there because they are caught in a pickle down there. They have no idea uh, what to do. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because, like I said, you have a lot of these Democrat uh, governors. Now, in my opinion, any Democrat governor that's calling for Joe Biden to go down there and keep the border open and use the military to get in there to do it, uh, we should immediately send all the illegals to those states where they, where these governors are from and let them handle the, the the problem there. But I don't see how this plays out. I just think it's going to get worse down there. I'm proud to see that Governor Abbott is standing up and holding the line down there in Texas because something has to be done here, Clay, because I know you said everyone you know talks about the economy, the economy, but right now it's it's the border because the, the, the illegals are being shipped at all these different states every time i interview a senator or a congressman from any state they keep saying the same thing every state is a border state because our hospitals are filling up right we have uh, the homeless aren't getting the needs that they they're sucking up all yep. the resources of these states and so right now it that's the issue that is the issue right now and i don't i don't disagree at all i just want to be very clear on what i'm saying hopefully i'm speaking succinctly here think about this we have correct me if i'm if any of my facts are wrong we have a republican controlled congress is that the theory Yes, uh, slim. Okay. And we have the guy who authored the Trump economy, low taxation, drill, baby, drill, deregulation. So the, the, the chief economic advisor to President Trump, he is facing a contempt of Congress. That, that's what he's being charged with, just to be clear. He's being charged with con contempt of Congress. They've said, hey, you need to share with us. You need to betray the president of the United States. You need to betray the chief, you know, the, the, the commanding officer, okay, you, the commander in chief. You need to betray the commander in chief, the president of these United States, and you need to tell us what's going on, what you guys talked about. Tell us the secrets. And you've seen other female attorneys, have you not? You see these people flip against Trump, okay? Yep. And this guy is 74 years old. And he's standing up and said, not going to do it. Nope, not going to betray the president. And do you see Congress right now? Do you see them doing anything to say, our bad, we're going to stop this? Do you see that at all? Am I seeing, are you seeing this? I no, mean, am I? They're, they're not. Yeah, and I'm, so I guess I would say is, um, I agree with you about the border. I Hopefully I agree with myself about the, the situation about Peter Navarro. I would just say we are ha we are finding a constitutional crisis is what we're finding right now. Um, and another way, I always go back to small examples, but imagine you're on a basketball team. I've, I've been on a basketball team. I was pretty good. Never great, but pretty good. Now, imagine you and I are on a basketball team, okay? It would, probably wouldn't be a super exciting league right now, but let's just say you and I are on a team. And, you know, you're the starting shooting guard, okay? And there's five players allowed on the, on the – there's five guys on each team for anybody who doesn't follow basketball. And they say to you, they say, Alec, you are our guy. You're going to start. You know why? Because Clay's not as good as you. We like him, but he's going to be the backup you're starting. 
And I run out and I say, well, that's not fair. I mean, I, I work just as hard as Alec. I want to play. And you're clearly the better player. And the coach goes, all right, let's bring in a sixth guy. And the ref goes, what? You're going to allow six? You can't have six players on the, on the, on the, on the court at one time. And the coach says, come on, ref. And then the ref goes, okay, fine. You can have six. And the other team says, you can't play six on five. We want six. Well, we want seven. Well, fine. It's all of a sudden the rules are changing as the game is being played. Now the fans don't know what sport they're even watching. And it's disorientating to people who previously observed the rules because they go, uh, previously we had to have five. Now you have six. What's going on? That's what's going on. We have a constitutional crisis which is being manifest and or showcased as a border crisis, as a man like Peter Navarro being demonized. Uh, I mean, we're so we're seeing a constitutional crisis uh, erupting at the border. We're seeing it erupting in the economy. And we're even having a constitutional crisis uh, related to these immigrants. Should we offer full benefits to people that don't pay taxes? Um, sound money, sound thought, critical thinking would be no. But a globalist mentality would be, yes, you need to offer universal basic income to people that come here from a foreign countries. It's just a bizarre constitutional crisis. Um, one could call it um, the Titanic scene of a republic. Um, it is where you're seeing people frantically rearrange the deck chairs as the ship sinks. That's what I think we're watching right now in America. Yeah, well said, Clay. And I don't know. I don't know how it gets solved, to be honest with you. It's just going to be interesting to watch how this thing plays out. But it's like, I know everybody, you know, shut the border, close the border. It's not as simple as that. And we're seeing it right now down there in Texas and what they're doing. And hopefully they can hold the line down there. We're going to see how it all plays out. I wanted to turn it right over here, too, to the other thing was with yesterday, uh, Carrie Lake. Uh, she, they were caught, this guy, uh, Jeff DeWitt, the GOP chairman, was caught on, on, on audio uh, telling her uh, about a bribe from back east to get her to not run for the Senate. Uh, Carrie Lake stood strong right there. Uh, you know, she's all in on Trump. She's not going to back down, uh, running for senator, the whole bit. Now, this guy, Jeff DeWitt, he resigned today, this morning or yesterday, uh, last night. He resigned from this. But the, the key is, who are these people behind him? Who are the people he's referring to? Well, and it's uh, we need to get to the bottom of that corruption. Well, let me just do one example. I don't know that I can speak to the Carrie Lake situation succinctly. I, 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 there are so many wonderful podcasters and hosts that really know their lane, and and my, my lane is facts. But I'll give you some facts. E. Jean Carroll. I'm going to look up her name real quick here, just so I make sure I spell it correctly. It's E. Jean. So the letter E. Period. Jean. J. E. A. N. Carroll. C. A. R. R. O. L. L. She is the person who keeps uh, throwing out these bogus rape allegations against President Donald J. Trump. She also, during a hair or interview with Anderson Cooper, described rape as sexy. For anybody out there that right. hasn't seen that. Okay. So her case is being funded by who? Reed Hoffman. Reed Hoffman is who? The founder of LinkedIn.com, LinkedIn.com. Well, guess who's funding Nikki Haley? Reed Hoffman. So, I mean, can you not see that, folks? The guy that's funding this bogus case is the one funding Nikki Haley? I mean, so then you say, well, who is funding them? This will get a little deep for you. But we have this thing in America called the Federal Reserve. And it's not federal and there is no reserve, just to be clear. It's called the Federal Reserve, and there is no, it's not federal and there is no reserve. This would be like me saying there's a National Basketball Association, but it's not national. They don't play basketball, and there is no association, okay? This is the Federal Reserve. It's not federal, and there is no reserve. At the top of the Federal Reserve, there is this thing called the Bank of International Settlements, the Bank of International Settlements. And at the head of that bank, there's a guy by the name of Augustine Karstens. And Augustine Karstens is talking about ushering in central bank digital currencies. This is programmable currency where you can turn off somebody's ability to buy or sell based upon the things that they've said, the things you think they're going to say, the places they go to, who they are associated with, the things they've purchased, and the things you think they're likely to purchase. Now, how do they do that? They use this incredible spy. There's an un unbelievable spy. It's an omnipresent 
all-knowing, uh, not godlike, but they want to be godlike. It's an omnipresent. It's a device where people bring it into the bathroom. People bring it into their bedside. People bring it in their car. People sink it to their car. People sink it to the refrigerator. People use it as a to-do list. People use it as a calendar. People use it to talk to people they don't know. People use it to take funny photos. People use it to archive photos of their kids. People use it as a navigational device. People use it as, an, as a way to manage their budget. It's called your phone. And so you now have a smartphone that China has effectively used to usher in what's called a social credit score. So your, the amount of money that you have is based upon your adherence to the CCP narrative, not based upon your diligence. And that is the plan, is to usher in a social credit score. So in order to get the central bank digital currency ushered into or entered into, what they had to do is Joe Biden uh, signed Executive Order 14067, which a lot of people don't look that up, but uh, you should look it up. I'm sure your listeners will look it up. It's called Executive Order 14067. And Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016, where he talked about mastering the fourth industrial revolution. So in order to get us into a moment where people are begging for the introduction of a central bank digital currency, they have to create a constitutional crisis, a border crisis, an inflation crisis. And they have to do all of this at the same time, and they have to usher in a new pandemic. So I am not prophetic and I'm not guessing there will be another pandemic. You will see a border crisis. You will see a constitutional crisis and you will see a financial crisis. And the only person that I know so far who is likely to become president of these United States, who's even talking about these issues, central bank, digital currencies and others is President Donald J. Trump. So the man standing in the way of the globalist Great Reset is the America first President Donald J. Trump. And that is why I support President Donald J. Trump. And that is why Eric Trump is a good friend of mine. And that is why I'm doing whatever I can do to save this republic. And I appreciate every single person out there right now who's choosing to take this time to go to GibsonGo.com forward slash Navarro and to donate anything to help my friend. This is a 74-year-old man. I get paid zero commission. By the way, I get zero income from Peter Navarro. Uh, he's just a friend of mine. And I talked to him 45 days ago. I found out he needed to raise $950,000. I am not a paid consultant for Peter Navarro. I am a friend of his, and I'm doing what a friend should do right now. I'm trying to stand in the gap and help a 74-year-old man raise the money that they need to raise to stay out of prison. Yeah, well said, Clay. I'm going to put the link down there in the in the description below. This way, you know, Patriots listeners can tap the link and help if they want to. Uh, what's happening there is a travesty. Yeah, I, I just I just had Eric Trump on the show here last week. Uh, Trump is the one standing in the way. He speaks out against stopping this, you know, impending. Uh, um, uh, digital currency from the Federal uh, Reserve. So hopefully, and that's obviously why he's got all targets on his back to one of the many, many reasons why they don't want to see this man back into the White House. Uh, so God bless President Trump and his family there. We need to see him back. Uh, I, want, I want to just transition to this real quick here, Clay, as I close it out. It's just, obviously, you were talking about the economy. The inflation is killing all of these families when they go to grocery shopping, when they try to buy a house. Whatever they do, they're getting smacked in the face with this inflation. I know this is something you deal with, entrepreneurs, uh, helping people with finances, what is your advice right now to the family out there that's struggling, maybe small business owner family? How can they thrive right now? What is their best move? What is the hope message well, of hope for them during this time of this high inflation? Now, this is I'm not trying to give a self-serving commercial. I didn't know you were going to ask this, but I'll just be very clear. Um, I grew up really poor and I figured out how to not be poor when I was about 20 years old. So I built a massive entertainment company called DJConnection.com, which I don't own. And uh, I built a photography company. I built a big trade show business. I built a dentistry. I can go on and on. But the point is, uh, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, that's the website, thrivetimeshow.com, what I do is I do business workshops uh, every two months. And I've been doing that since 2005. And your listeners, I, I tell people that we do scholarship pricing. And I do that for the Reawaken Tour, by the way. That's kind of my ministry, I would say. So I always tell people my tickets are 250 bucks or whatever you want to pay. And if you go there and you click on the testimonials, we have had, we've created, helped to create so many millionaires. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's, it's a workshop that'll change your life. And this year specifically, my clients are all booming. They are booming. They're growing. And we teach you marketing, branding, search engine optimization, basic family budgeting, in-depth budgeting, workflow design, um, how to discover your niche, how to invest. I mean, there's so much there 
And uh, I'm not kidding. You can name your price. So if you want to attend that, um, you can go to thrivetimeshow.com. And since I've been doing that since 2005, every two months, think about that. That's like 19 years, uh, six events a year. There's such a rich history. You can find thousands of testimonials. And unlike most seminars I've been to, there's no back of the room upsell, you know, so you're not waiting for the shoe to drop and going, okay, here comes the upsell. It's not a magic money system. It's just a practical workshop at my office in Tulsa. Yeah, well said, Clay. I love what you do. I got the link uh, that you just mentioned down there in the description below. When is the uh, the Reawaken Tour? Hit my uh, listeners with the dates of the upcoming Reawaken Tour, and they can go to the same website to buy the tickets. Yeah, I would recommend you go to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com, and that's going to be here uh, in Detroit, Michigan. And it's the biggest lineup we've ever had, uh, 70-plus speakers. Again, you can name your price. Uh, we always sell out every event and an open invitation for you, um, for any members of the media. We don't charge for media booths. And so I do that because, you know, you get people like Epoch Times that maybe they could afford a $5,000 booth. You get members of the media. Some of we had RSBN, other big broadcast groups. You know, you have uh, people like... Uh, uh, I don't know, America's Voice, Fox News. We've had a lot of bigger agencies or organizations show up, but we don't charge $20,000 for a media booth. What we do is we let you just come for free. And so open invitation to you. Uh, we'd love to have you do some ringside interviews if you felt like you could do it. I know you're a busy guy with a great show, but uh, again, that's June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan, our final Reawaken America tour featuring General Flynn, Alina Haba, Cash Patel, uh, Team MAGA. It's going to be a blasty blast. Yeah, awesome. Love to see you there, Clay. And uh, I'd love to have you on again down the line here in the future. Uh, I got the links that you just mentioned down there in the description below. Uh, Clay Clark, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here today on the Alec Lay Show. Thank you, sir. All right, pleasure to have Clay Clark join me on the Alec Lay Show. What do you think about the interview? Get down there, leave me your comment, leave me your uh, review if you liked it. If you didn't like it, tell me what you thought about the interview also with uh, Ken Matthews earlier in the broadcast. If you missed that interview, flip it back and take a listen. Uh, things are crazy right now, no doubt, in the country, and they're going to just continue to unravel, I think, as we get closer and closer to November. I've been saying that. I think everybody kind of agrees uh, we are going to see some something just absolutely crazy go down in, in order for them to stop Trump from taking power back in the White House. And it just seems like how in the world could anybody be a pro Joe Biden right now? What is it that you would say? How could you even say four more years of this? And the White House press secretary and the administration lies to you and tells you everything is great when you go to the store and you're and you're getting bent over at the cash register. What they're saying on TV does not match what you're seeing in the store. So they, it's like, I don't I don't get it. They're lying right to your faces. And people, the only ones are the Trump derangement syndrome people that would rather vote against Trump than anything else. Uh, if it was Hitler right now running in this race against Trump, they'd vote for Hitler. They'd vote for Osama bin Laden. They'd vote for Stalin. They'd vote for Mao over Trump. They just they have been told that Trump is the worst human being that's ever lived on the planet. And we got to save democracy. What democracy? The government that's getting bigger and bigger by the hour. So we, we don't know. We don't even need Trump to win. We need Trump to win handedly and make a statement to say, you know what? We are not going for any more of this huge government overreach, nonsense, globalist, Marxist, communist ideology. No more. Got to make a big statement in November in this country. And Trump is on his way. Two for two. Like I was saying to Ken Matthew, two races up, two records broken. And, and he is steamrolling his way into the White House. There's no doubt about it. There's, there's no way. There's no way that, that even if you are a, a Democrat, you could want four more years of what's happening in this country. So, all right. A special thank you to Clay uh, Clark and Ken Matthews for joining me on the Alec Lay Show today. Again, let me know what you thought about it down there. And flip through the channel here, guys. Check out all the guests. Like I said, I had last uh, on just this past Tuesday, if you flip back one episode, Victor Avila, he's right in the thick of it, running against a rhino in the 23rd district of Texas, which includes Eagle Pass. He's got an important race coming up here in November. Also had January 6th prisoner turned congressional candidate Derek Evans was here, as well as Congresswoman Diana Harshbarger. So go check out those interviews. And of course, right before that, Eric Trump was here, Navy SEAL Team 6 operator Rob O'Neill. Uh, so check them all out. Let me know what you thought. Don't forget, follow the channel here on Rumble. If you're enjoying the podcast, send it to everybody in your contact list. Let everybody in your neighborhood know uh, what we're doing over here. Let's help help me grow this thing. And if you're listening on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts, same thing. Please leave me a rating and review. It goes a long way to help me out, all right? So that's all I got for you guys. Follow me on X uh, at Alec Lace for the upcoming guest announcements. Working hard. I got some guests lined up for next week. Find out who they'll be. I'll put them up there on X uh, before I will anywhere else. 
And uh, that's it. I'll be back here Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. God bless all you parents out there, you listeners, first responders, military veterans. God bless America. And I will catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. Alec Lace has interviewed more than 700 dads on his award-winning podcast, First Class Fatherhood. Dads from all walks of life, including Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, Matthew McConaughey, Steve Harvey, Tony Hawk, Eric Trump, and so many more. Find out why First Class Fatherhood has been number one on the iTunes charts. Who these men are as fathers and how they raise their children is far more important than anything they accomplish in their careers. Alec Lace encourages his high-profile guests to share their fatherhood journeys and offer advice to new and soon-to-be dads. Let every father in your contact list know about First Class Fatherhood. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is Father's Day on First Class Fatherhood. You're listening to The Alec Lace Show. The future is family.